I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. And good morning, we welcome you to Gospel Dynamite, a Christian broadcast dedicated to the winning of the lost and the edification of God's saints. Gospel Dynamite is a ministry of Asbury Baptist Church located at 218 Asbury Church Road, Seagrove, North Carolina. I did to visit our church on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. Now will you join me in studying the Word of God. You're listening to Gospel Dynamite. Thank you for joining us. I want to turn in our Bibles today to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis 37, and we'll be looking at verses 6 through 9. We'll make reference to the entire chapter from verse 7 on, but for sake of time, we'll read verse 7 through 9. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wanteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There's none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? In this passage and beyond in the verses following, we're allowed to see the faithfulness of Joseph very clearly. He remains faithful to his God, to himself, in the face of some of the problems that many others would seem to fail. Now, of course, there's word here for our lives today, and as we pass through this, this life that we live, many situations arise that have the potential to throw us off course. The world, the flesh, and the devil will all conspire to get us to quit on God. They will do everything in their power to cause us to drop out or to fall short of our potential. God wants us to be faithful, and he wants us to stay the course and run the race for his glory until he calls us home. Joseph teaches us how to be faithful in spite of what we may face in this life, and I want to show you some of the areas in which Joseph was faithful to the Lord. And I might add, that God expects no less from you and I. Now we notice in verses 7 through 12, we see that Joseph was faithful in spite of temptations. Here's the context. We're told in verse 6 that Joseph was a very good-looking young man, not that I would know, but beauty must bring with its own set of problems. As Joseph ministered in Potiphar's house, he caught the eye of Potiphar's wife, and she began to flirt with him in verse 7. And after a short time, she became downright brazen in her approach, asking Joseph to lie with her. Now, he refused her advances, but she persisted, according to verse 10. And then on a certain day, she was in the house alone, and when Joseph came in, she grabbed him by his outer garments and said, lie with me, in verses 11 and 12. Joseph left his garment in her hand and ran away. And in this trial by fire, we'll call it, 
He remained absolutely faithful to God. Now, there are several features here of this temptation that would have made it very attractive to any young man. It was a temptation to fulfill a natural and legitimate need. The offer that Potiphar's wife was offering Joseph was sexual relation, pure and simple. God made us these creatures, if you will, and many people believe they have the right to satisfy their desires in any fashion they choose. Now, God has a different opinion of that. Any sexual expression that takes place outside the boundaries of a marriage relationship is either fornication or adultery, and either one is a sin against God, your spouse, your future spouse, or yourself. You'll find that in verse 9 as well as 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. Now, Joseph's response to Potiphar's wife was a response that we all should adopt when it comes to dealing with this type of sin. He fled. Joseph was a long ways from home in a strange land, and some people might have adopted the motto, well, when in Rome, do as the Romans. That's the way a lot of people live. He refused to violate the trust of his master, in verse 9, and of his God. His family would have never known, Potiphar might have never known, but Joseph knew that God in heaven would know, and that knowledge was enough to keep him pure. Now, from what our text reveals, Miss Potiphar obviously was a beautiful woman. Egyptian women were renowned in that day for their physical beauty, and surely she would have been appealing to a male, and Joseph was. Nowhere in this text does it say that he was repulsed by her, her appearance. Nowhere does it suggest that she was an unattractive woman. However, Joseph was interested in more than simply gratify, uh, gratifying his flesh. He was determined to be faithful to God regardless of the personal cost. It was a decision he made long before he arrived in Egypt, and it was a decision he was determined to stand by. Joseph had some conviction, and he had drawn himself some boundaries. Thus, when times of temptations came his way, he, had no, he, had, he didn't have to think twice about it. He had no choice in the matter. He'd already decided what he's going to do. In addition, this came on the hills of a big promotion. A lot of people would assume that they had arrived. After all, Joseph had the Midas touch. Everything that he touched seemed to turn to gold. He had the favor of Potiphar. He was the king of the roost at the big house. He did as he pleased. Some people might have concluded, I can't do any wrong, and I might as well enjoy the fruits of my labor. That wasn't Joseph at all. It would do us well to remember that we are never more vulnerable to temptation than when we have enjoyed a great victory. When we have been part of a great victory, we seem to feel like we can do anything. In those moments, temptation and failure are more real than ever. And it came at the perfect time and opportunity. Potiphar's wife caught Joseph when he was, there was no physical reason why they should not and could not have their fun time together, commit adultery. The only thing that stopped them was Joseph's integrity. He stood his ground. He was determined to do what was right, regardless of the cost. And we need to remember that our enemy is a master of setting up things. 
He will put us in just the right places at just the right time, and he will make uh, sin look so innocent and so easy, and he'll make it seem that we're fooled to refuse it. I want to remind you, all of Satan's apples have worms. And I'd also remind you that the opportunities he gives you to sin will lead to disappointment, disillusionment, discouragement, and possibly death, according to the Scripture. Now, let me make a statement or two about the matter of temptation. Number one, we need to understand this. Get this in your mind. Temptation never comes from God. James chapter 1 and verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Temptation never comes from God. Secondly, temptation is always from within. It is always from within. We deal with the flesh, the devil, and the world, and our temptation comes from within. Number three, there's always a way out of temptation. How? First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. The Bible says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, as you may be able to bear it. So when temptation comes, what do we do with it? Well, we deal with it realistically. We get away from it at all costs. We deal with it ruthlessly. Do whatever it takes to avoid it. We deal with it consistently. We learn to be consistent in our resistance. And we deal with it confidently. We have the Lord's great promise in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 that God will make a way of escape just to sh just be sure that you look for that way of escape. The word escape there means to egress or way out. It was used in ancient Greece to refer to a landing place for a ship. God will give us a way out of the rough sea of temptation. And though tem those temptations that we cannot escape, he will enable us to bear them. And God's promise to us is that while temptations will come our way, he will enable us to land safely on the other side. Now the main reason Joseph was able to remain faithful in the day of salvation was because he saw sin for what it really was. He did not see it as a few moments of pleasure. He did not see it as his right. He did not see it as an option. Joseph saw it as an affront to Almighty God in verse 9. And if you want to successfully navigate the troubled waters of temptation, then learn to see sin for what it really is. It is not a mistake. It is wickedness. It is not an affair. It is adultery. It is not an alternate lifestyle. It is abomination. It is not a slip of the tongue. It is blasphemy. It is not abortion. It is murder. Sin is a shame in any life, and that is especially true when it's in the life of a Christian. Joseph was faithful in spite of temptations, and I don't know about you, but I want to finish well. And I would be like, I, I would be like, to, uh, like to be like the Apostle Paul when he said, I have a fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. 2 Timothy 4, 7. Well, I'd also show you in verses 13 through 19 that Joseph was faithful in spite of these trials. The context. Someone once said that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. 
Miss Potiphar had been scorned, and she sets her trap. When Joseph runs out, I can see her as she rumples up her hair, smudges up her makeup, tears her clothes, starts to scream and cry, and the other servants come running to see what's going on, and she tells them that Joseph tried to rape her. And I can imagine some of them might, think, might be thinking, yeah, right. She holds on to the garment when her husband arrives home. She springs the trap. In essence, she blames Potiphar for the problem in verse 17. She said, if you hadn't brought the slave home, none of this would have happened. Look at what you've allowed to happen in our home. And Potiphar hears the accusations against Joseph, and he becomes angry. I've always wondered who was he really mad at. Was he mad at Joseph because he believed her story? Was he mad at her because he knew the lust that was in her heart? Was he mad at himself because he didn't have the courage to stand up against a domineering wife? Or was he mad because he was thinking of all the money he was going to lose? In verse 5. Now surely Potiphar could see the inconsistencies in her story. For instance, why would Joseph have left the incriminating garment when he fled? Hadn't Joseph proven himself to be a faithful servant who was above reproach year after year? And if Potiphar believed his wife, he, he allowed his anger to get in the way of his making a clear decision. At any rate, the story ends the same. Joseph winds up in prison. Psalm 105, verses 17 through 19, tells us something about the pain Joseph endured when he was first thrown into that prison. Verse 17 through 19 reads, He sent a man before him, them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Put, in your, put yourself in Joseph's shoes for just a moment. You've been a faithful servant to your master. You have successfully avoided committing adultery with his wife, even though she's practically thrown herself at you every day. You've been falsely accused. What do you do? Most of us would have launched a loud and long defense. We would have declared our innocence, and we would have vowed to take our revenge when the opportunity presented itself. Not Joseph. In fact, there's no record of him opening his mouth. In this regard, Joseph is once again just like our Lord Jesus, Isaiah 53 and verse 7. He took the trial that came his way, and he endured it with grace and faithfulness. And I'm not saying that we should never defend our name and reputation when it's slandered. What I'm talking about is the fact that trials are going to come along in your life, and there are going to be times when you're going to be attacked. You're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be misrepresented. When those times come, remember that God knows the truth. And eventually the truth comes out, and you just need to let the Lord be your defense. Let God be your defense. And when everything goes out against us and the full weight of life comes crashing down on top of us, 
We must ever remain faithful to the Lord who loved us and bought us and saved us. In other words, don't get mad at someone trying to quit. Don't let the hardships and valleys of life throw you off course. Don't get upset when you, things don't go your way all the time, when people lie about you, talk about you. Don't prove them right. Prove them wrong by remaining faithful to the Lord. Nothing silences the tongue of a critic any quicker than a faithful life. Just live so well that no one will believe what the lying liars say about you anyway. Trust God and stay the course. He's looking for faithful servants. He's looking for people who will be the same regardless which way the wind is blowing. I don't know about you, but I want to be found faithful. He's been faithful to me. I want to be faithful to him. I call your attention to verses 20 through 23. Joseph was faithful in spite of tragedies. There Joseph is back in the pit once again. This time he's not in the pit of earth. He's in a prison. And surely he felt his star was on the rise. Now it looks like those dreams will never be fulfilled. Many people would have given up and just quit and found themselves in the same situation, not Joseph. He just did in the prison what he had done at Potiphar's house, what he had done at Jacob's house. He remained faithful in spite of everything life threw at him. He did his job there in that prison, and he did it so well, pretty soon he was running the whole place. The jailer trusted Joseph to do the right thing, and he turned the day-to-day -day operation of the place over to it. Now, how is that possible? And verse 21 says the Lord was with Joseph. That verse also says that God showed him mercy. In verse 23, tells us again, God showed him mercy, and the Lord was with him. It also says, and that which he did, the Lord made it prosper. You see, Joseph was faithful to the Lord regardless of where he was, regardless of where what had happened to him, and the Lord was faithful to Joseph. Now, there are going to be times when the bottom of your life will fall out. That is the clear teaching of the Word of God. You need some proof text? Job 14 and verse 1. Job 5 and verse 7. John 16 and verse 33. And when that happens, there will be the temptation to give up and quit on God. And the flesh will say, what's the use? I've been faithful and still trouble came. I might as well give up. And Satan will tell you that you should just quit on God. Even some of the people around you will tell you that serving the Lord's got you nowhere but into a lot of trouble. I want to tell you something. I want to tell that the world around you, your flesh, and the devil are liars. They will do their best to get you drop out of anything that you're doing for the Lord Jesus Christ. And God wants you to remain faithful in spite of whatever we may face in this life. God knows what he's doing, and he is working out a perfect eternal plan. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those that call according to his purpose. You can trust him to do the right thing. He's never failed you, and he's never misled you. God blessed Joseph, and he used him in his prison because Joseph remained faithful 
if you and I will stand by the Lord and be the people he saved us to be, we can count on him using us beyond measure. I've seen people in the valley of depression be used by God, and only he can do it. I've seen people held in the grip of terminal illness be used of the Lord. I've seen people who didn't have a dime to the name still God use them. If you will be faithful where he puts you, he'll put you where he can get glory out of you and you will be honored by him. The greatest thing that you that can ever be said about you and me as far as our walk with the Lord is concerned is that we were faithful. I want to be found faithful and I trust you do as well. Now, friends, listen to me. Just keep living for Christ in this day. Just keep living for Christ in this day. Just keep praying when the answers aren't coming. Keep going to church when it seems as dry as dust. Keep praising him. Even if you have to do it through tears, stay faithful in the prisons of life. And God will get glory from your life, and he will bless you in ways you could never have imagined. 2,000 years ago, a woman named Mary bowed at the feet of Jesus. She broke a box of ointment that was worth a year's pay, and she poured it out on the head of my Lord. And some of the people there complained about what she was doing, but Jesus said, let her alone. She had done what she could. In other words, Mary was faithful to the Lord, and he recognized her faithfulness. He honored her because... She honored him by being in her place and doing all that she could do. If the Lord were to look at your life today, would he be able to say they have done what they could? Could he declare us to be faithful servants unto him? Are you faithful to the Lord today, my friend, or is there room for improvement? Joseph was faithful. Jesus is faithful. And I want to be found faithful as, as well. How about you? If he's spoken to you on any level, you need to be faithful to him. And you need to follow him in what he's leading you to do. You come to Christ. You come to Christ. And you give that heart and that life to him. And you say, Lord Jesus, please, if I need salvation, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Save me and forgive me of my sin. If you're here today and you say, preacher, I want to be praying. I want to be dedicated to him, I want to be used of God, then what you need to do, my friend, is come to him and make yourself available and say, Lord, I surrender all. I'm giving it to you. I want to be found faithful in him. And what's the Bible say? The Lord was with him and everything he did prospered because he was faithful to God. That can be you. That can be you, Christian. That can be you today.